Hello again, and welcome to Sex from the Couch podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arlene Krieger, clinical sexologist, marriage and family therapist, author of the book, Sex from the Couch. And you're listening to podcast.sexfromthecouch.com. In each episode, we will cover an aspect of sexuality that impacts you in your daily life experiences. Also a lot of fun to come with our Let's Talk Sex, Man on the Street interviews. Look for us around town. I'm dedicated to helping singles and couples normalize the experiences of the real normal of relationships involving sex, intimacy, dating, love, marriage, online dating, safe sex, negotiating your sexual desires and behaviors, finding love, men and women's health issues, sexual attraction, infidelity, creating trust, recreating trust, developing skills for choosing the right partner, and last but not least, how to create the relationships you want and deserve. You can read excerpts from the book, sexfromthecouch.com. If you find our discussions helpful, please leave an iTunes review or email your comments to askdrarlene at gmail.com. Hello. Today we're going to be discussing Safe Dating 101. My guest for today is David Carvalho, who is a former police officer, private investigator, and international security consultant. Hello, David. Hello, Dr. Arlene. How are you? So I brought you in because you have vast experience of uh, being a PI and a security consultant, and I wanted to discuss the ins and outs of safe dating. In today's world, with the internet sites and everything else, there are many different ways of meeting people. Back in the old days, or back in my day, I could say, we meet at clubs or through people who introduce other people to each other. And the norms were different. Today, they've changed quite a bit. I agree. These precise issues that I think are of the greatest concern um, is the fact that we all use social media all of the swipe left, swipe right dating sites. And although it seems that you might be able to vet the person that you're speaking with, I hear so many stories of complete surprise or disappointment or, oh my God, the person that showed up wasn't even the same person in the picture. So I wanted to discuss that issue of safety and then how to meet somebody when you've decided that you want to meet that person, what venue, And then maybe thirdly, um, some issues of the scams that are out there and how dangerous the scams can be. Sure. No problem. So I guess let's address number one, how do we know who we're meeting? The best way to know who you're meeting is not to get involved with endless text messaging on the dating site. The best way is to get on the phone, speak to them, listen to their voice, try and... um, ask them questions about where they live, who they know, what what they're doing, and so on and so forth. Some sort of similar something or other that you kind of could kind of base getting an idea of who they are, where they live, have they ever been here, if they say they're from, let's say, such and such city, and you're in the same city, ask them some question about, have they been to this place or do they know that person? Something you mean that seems that you can latch on to that gives you a basis for feeling that they are who they say they are? Exactly. For instance, if you live in a town and you know the, the, the best Italian restaurant or what you think is the best Italian restaurant in that town, ask them if they've been there. Ask them if they enjoy the meal there. Things like that. Verification questions. 
okay, so if the person seems to be real, seems to be the person that you think you're speaking to, what about really vetting this person and deciding how to meet them? Because oftentimes they can put on a really good presence online, but it's not the person that you meet at all when you finally meet. Where do you meet? Do you have them pick them up at your home? Do you have them meet you at a restaurant? What would you suggest? Never have anybody pick you up at your home. That's rule number one. Always meet them at a public location that you're comfortable with, preferably a location that you know very well. And even better, if you know some of the staff. Okay. So let's say you meet them there and they act out. They're drinking too much. They try to put you in a wrestling chokehold or anything of that nature, which, believe it or not, I have had reported to me by my patients. What's a safe exit plan in getting away from that date so that they don't follow you back to the car? I've heard stories where a woman just didn't want to be rude, let the man walk her to her car while he was completely obliterated, and then he got in between the car door and her as she had gotten into the seat of her car, and she was trapped with this person. So to avoid anything like that happening, what's the best escape plan to say goodnight to your date and get the heck out of there? That's a very complicated question because of all the facets that you're putting in there. Let's say you're having a drink, for instance, you met for a drink, and um, he's had more than one drink, and he's getting what you would consider either aggressive, too forward, or just... He's just obliterated, and she wants to go. How should she exit that bar or restaurant without having him insist on following her or taking her to her car? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? The best way is for her to just say, excuse me, I need to use the ladies' room. Get up, go to the ladies' room, and contact one of the people at the restaurant. I remember the staff saying, sorry, I'm with this man. I don't want him to see me leave. Is there a way out of this restaurant that he can't see me? So just ghost him totally, well, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I don't know what you're calling it, ghost, but ghosting. Maybe, maybe it's the safest to just, you know, exit out without, you know, trying to explain something to a man who's had um, three double shots. I, I hear you. The main thing is you don't want confrontation. Right. A woman does not want to confront a belligerent or, or what she perceives to be a belligerent person, man or woman. Okay, good answers. Now, last, I, I'd want, I would like to discuss what I call scammers, um, people who put up completely fake Facebook profiles or find you somewhere online and then contact you and as we had discussed earlier before this episode, pretending to be people that they're not, sort of getting into the good graces of the person. I'm speaking about a man, but this isn't just with men. Women will do this to men. They'll put up beautiful photos. They'll say they're young and 25. They'll write to the person and praise them. And, you know, everyone has egos, men and women, and they are drawn in by that. So we already discussed kind of vetting someone and knowing who they are. But if you get that vibe that you've got a scammer that you're dealing with, do you go with your gut instinct? Do Always. You, do you suggest confronting that? You've not met them yet. You just feel that you're dealing with a scammer. If it doesn't feel comfortable, remove it from, your, remove it from yourself. 
In other words, if there's something that just doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. There's no such thing as a free lunch, and you get what you pay for. In other words, do not give anybody any information personally about yourself, credit cards, information. Do can not discuss, respond to— Can you discuss—sorry to interrupt you, but I thought it was really important in this segment to discuss exactly how this plays out, the script— because we discussed a little bit earlier, let's say it's a man who says, oh, hi, wow, I really want to know you. You're, you know, such an interesting person. And they'll tell you that they're not in town or they're on a job on an oil rig. Um, and they'll try to befriend you. Did, can you speak on that for a bit as sure. to how it plays out? So a woman would be able to recognize, or a man, if it's a woman telling you she's stranded in another country Oh, and she befriends you and she needs you to loan her some money to get back to the U.S. Can you sort of discuss that a bit? Sure. At that point, you realize a person's not honest. How so, do you realize that? Because no one no one is going to be stranded on an oil rig in the middle of the North <laughs> Sea and ask you for a plane ticket home. Oh, come on. <laughs> or, you know, then I'll tell you what, the best way to do it is if they think they're real and they really want to see you and they're really in love with you, tell them, fine, let me know when you're in town. We'll meet. You mean if you if the person if the person thinks they're real, no, hold them up against some absolute standard of fine. I really don't want to have some online texting going on with you for a month or two months. If you're real, show up. Right. I don't believe in long distance relationships. They never work. Next time you're in town, give me a call. We'll have a drink. Okay. okay. In other words, put them on the spot. The best defense is a good offense. And basically, I think we're saying, we're both saying, listen to your gut instinct. If it's too quick and they're coming on too strong and they're promising you vows of love and they adore you and you're magnificent, sure, you can sit there and let them stroke your ego, but that's not how it really goes down. That's not really how it works. I've heard, honestly, a dozen of these cases reported to me by friends or patients and it's always pretty much the same type of script that we're discussing. So I want to say to the listeners, beware. I mean, it can be fun, you know, the online dating. And honestly, most of dating nowadays is online. Rarely do people meet at a church picnic or um, an event because um, we're pretty wary. And I think we feel we're so used to it now. For the most part, we all feel safer. Like, I'll figure out who the guy is. I'll see if he has a Facebook page. If he has a Facebook page, your Facebook page can be fake just like anything right. else. Exactly. And, and also, one thing that any person should do is, if you're using a certain internet site, all internet sites have the capability of reporting the use, that user as a fake user or some whatever kind of uh, operational uh, parameters that they have. Take advantage of that. Help somebody else. Lastly, I'd like to discuss, just to give some information out to my listeners, there are new stalking laws out there, which include social media, slander and libel, and Google. If you've, if you've been able to get a restraining order against the person who is stalking you, Google asks you to mail a copy of any police reports or restraining orders to them, and they will remove any slander or libel against you. Not sure, and I think, I'm not sure about photographs, but if they post something on your page, and even if you've blocked them, they can come in on a comment on one of your pages. 
and post a photo. It's pretty treacherous, you know, what goes on nowadays with social media. So I just want to alert my listeners that Google does have a page, if you get in there and research it, where you can send them police reports or restraining orders, and they will remove that. You know, anything from... That's correct. Uh, a lot of the sites, um, especially with the situation that Facebook was facing with this, the Russian bots or, or bots, any kind of bot, um, Twitter, for instance, they're all becoming more socially responsible. And that's important. You mean in protecting their and consumers? Protect, and protecting their users. Their users. Okay. Well, I hope our listeners enjoyed this for today. It's um, a bit of... Safety 101 on dating, mating, and using social media. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's topic. Please feel free to join me on social media with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.